everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 310 of the Ask Gary V Show. And literally before Jesse and I just went on air, well, we're live, so you guys heard it, but before this podcast, we're literally talking about the steroids era baseball hearings in mm-hmm. Congress, which I'm actually gonna go consume that content, which I rarely do. It's well, it's well done. <laughs> Jeff, tell, why don't you tell the Vayner Nation who you are and what you do? I'm Jesse Dunay, and I run um, a company called Lumi, and we do packaging for e-commerce brands, helping e-commerce brands design their unboxing experience and source and manage all the stuff they need uh, to get it shipped out the door. And obviously, if you're watching this and not listening to it, you see a huge, uh, the outer packaging of empathy. We're going to do an unboxing on IGTV after this show. Uh, we uh, we are such proud uh, users of your wonderful company mm-hmm. uh, at Empathy Wines, empathywines.com, Order now, um, and uh, and have really enjoyed that experience. And just from a visual, has been remarkable. Uh, let's take a step back. Yeah. How did you get into this business? Well, I I am I started my first business when I was sixteen, um, and have been and went to school for industrial design later on. So I've always basically been into so how you were an entrepreneurial kid. Yep. And yep. then your formal education was in industrial My design. My formal education is stilted <laughs> as a process. I went to three years of high school, um, did end up going to college. Uh, my parents were stoked about that until I dropped out of that experience as well. But, but Did go to college. Did go to college. Because they wanted you to. They were like, this seems important to you. And from the Midwest, it was yeah. kind of like, you it should do that. It was too rogue, right? It was too rogue. So I did go to college. Do you believe that your parents today would have a different perspective? Um, Not really. <laughs> do you think you will? I do. I definitely do. Like I. So real quick, and I yep. apologize for interrupting, but no. this is my number one thesis right now. Yep. I, I know this. You're not supposed to ask a lady, but this is important I to can me. Handle How it. old are you? I'm 31. Perfect. You do believe that as a 31 year old right now, yeah. you don't have a family. You, you don't. Have, yep. Correct. Okay. Yeah. You do believe right now, as you sit here today, that when the time comes, let's just yeah. play here for fun okay. in 27 years. Yep. That you're not going to be passionate for your kids to go to college. I, I don't think I'm going to care whether they graduate from college. I think that the actual experience of going to wherever you want to go to get the education you want to get is really important. And sometimes that's going to be a college, sometimes it's going to be other places. But the concept that you need a piece of paper at the end to say, I'm a valid person to get this next job or this next experience, I don't think that that's going to yeah, be a thing. It's funny. The reason I'm asking is I genuinely believe you and definitely, I believe, let's say the 21-year-old you. Yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. we're just... The reason people I'm still on the go cusp. To- like oh, the, my my era is on the cusp. There's people Correct. younger who are like definitely not going to do it. They're doing lambda Correct. school and all this other stuff, right? But there's- I mean, as parents, yeah, yeah. So parents- I think college is held up by parents' ideology. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's going to take. I, I, I'm really curious and I genuinely believe we're probably 30 years away from it really collapsing yep. because the parents won't force. Yep. The pa- I think parents will send their kids. By the way. This is gonna throw a lot of people off. Yeah. I'm pumped to send my kids to college. Yeah. I just don't think it's required. I need to watch them and reverse engineer yep. them with my advice and let them do their thing. That's yep. that's where I'm at. I think that's I, the framework. I think we're in a we're in a shifting mindset on that now. I think parents, I think parents who have little kids right now are not going to be as pushy about going to college because they're also gonna understand the financial equation. If you're a parent and you have a little kid right now and you recognize you've got 15 years about digging yourself out of student debt, you're not about to push couldn't your kid more. right off couldn't that cliff, more. basically. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I remind people, I had this woman the other day yelling at me me literally in the street about fuck you about college and I looked at her and I I was like so pumped because she's going off and I'm like okay this is gonna be epic why the fuck is nobody filming me I was so pissed and I looked at her and said you do know that people used to think that a woman's place was at home raising the family right (laughs) 
And the look, this was in the street. And, her, and this is the street. And her, her face dropped. And I, I said, also look. wish someone was And I said, this. she goes, what the hell does that have to do with anything? And I said, it has to do with ideology. Yeah. You can't rationally tell me why every person should go to college. Right. Things you, are, are, you emotionally view the world that way. Yeah. In 1964, an enormous amount of men in America, aka all of them, thought a woman should stay at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, our, I, our things that we put on a pedestal change. They crumble quickly. And, and it's all you, about yeah, what you actually need to do what you're trying to do next, right? Like, and I think that that's a question we often, like we get in these tracks in life and we think like, it's um it's like grades. Like when you're, when you're like a little kid, you're trying to get your next grade and get the gold star. And I think that some of that behavior is so like ingrained in us that it seems important. Like I started, Correct. and also like that mentality of like, if you start something, you ought to finish it, right? Well, like that, when does that break down? When does that stop starting? You. I couldn't agree yeah. more. And you also know like f- fast testing and it doesn't work, move on. Yeah. Everything's a contradiction. Yeah. I mean, imagine being somebody in 1954 in America as a kid looking at your parents saying, I'm not going to church on Sunday because most of the country did. Yep. Now yeah. nobody does. Yep. Like, I, I mean, anyway, nonetheless, yes, college is brand. Yep. And that's what we're actually talking about it's is brand. in trouble. Yeah, it it is, and 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 it's not discussed often how like Good. the top schools have a lot of value in terms of what that degree could do. Yes. but then the like chunk of like the eighty five percent under that is like potentially just my crew's shaking their head because yeah, yeah. that's been a big nuance that I've been saying, which is if yeah. you're not going to a top fifteen school, yep, because I still think the ROI is there. And then also, what's your degree, right? Like, what what are you? If you if I was trying to be a doctor, like I would have finished my degree, of course, in design. Does that last? Do you care whether I went to that last and year? Do you feel like this box is less valid because I am admitting I did not finish my last year of design school? You admitting you didn't finish your last year of design school is like one of the most important data points of me thinking I like you. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it takes courage and yeah. self awareness. Yeah. To to I mean, don't even get me started on people that go to school for entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it's all time. It's all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all time, and it's all time. But that's why I went to design school because I really <laughs> recognized I wanted to do business, but I tried to teach myself a, a skill that I knew wouldn't come innately to me, which was some of this design, like product launch stuff. But it, like being a person who loves business and design school is like its own <sighs> form of torture. A hundred percent. Because you're there, and like people are presenting work, and you're like, but no one's gonna buy that, and everyone's like, that's not why we're here. <laughs> by, the, by the way, for fun, that snicker from Sinan, we uh, we met. When I spoke at a college, that's entire thesis is the entrepreneurial college in America. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> no, no. It's there's no oh. Like, and, and a lot of people will be like, Gary, fuck you. I went to Babson and it was awesome. I'm like, cool. Babson's amazing, and everybody learns different. But like, really break yourself down and ask yourself 15 years later what was taught in the classroom. Yeah. And also, and what sur- was it? That's all. Yeah. I'm just unemotional about this. It's not super complicated. And also, surround yourself like back to the why the top schools, um, sometimes, you know, it's like potentially might be worth it. Think about what the you network. want to go to school for based on who you're going to be of surrounded course. by. Or, yeah. or go work for free at 18 for the number one person in that craft. Instead right. of being lucky and yeah, yeah. bumping into the next Jimmy Iovine, <laughs> why don't you go fucking grab Jimmy Iovine's coffee? For fucking 18 months for free. That's about who you surround yourself with again. Are you kidding? You can surround yourself with great people in a workplace. Every in- single person that wants to be in design product right now 
that's a fan of mine should email you to work for free for you. I believe that. We have a great internship program. We actually pay. <laughs> Amazing segue. Actually, we got super, we're already jamming way too much. I wanted to establish this. Yeah. You were entrepreneurial as a kid, 16. Yep. What was your first business? Uh, selling t-shirts out of my parents' basement. Love. Screen printing. Where, where did you grow up? Detroit. Love already. But that's already I love. <laughs> I already love that. Working uh, on classic cars. Doing body work was my other other second job. Really? <laughs> yes. oh, you're really trying to bring it here. You're like trying to bring every, like, drive like a, you're trying to fuck with our I still drive a 72 Chevy uh, C10 truck. Orange. Dukes of Hazards Orange. Yeah. <laughs> Go to design school. Yeah. You, you drop out and do what? Um, drop out and uh, it's 2009. It's the boon of like Gen 1 um, yes. amazing products yes. for launching companies. Yes. Do a Kickstarter in 2009 when Kickstarter is four yes. months old. Yes. Raise $13,000. Realize that that's exactly how much a school term cost at the time. Realize I could make $13,000 as opposed to spend it. That's pretty much when in my mind <laughs> I dropped out. Yes. And then I went to school for another six months after Makes that. Makes so much sense. Um, did another Kickstarter um, 18 months later or maybe a year later. Um, raised $250,000. Wow. And then that was a launch point for taking that first product I had, Did which was a Did you learn a lot in 18 months about crowdfunding that made you successful I mean, or was it luck or was it serendipity or why? I learned a lot about storytelling. So so like, so like Kickstarter is like a gen one direct to consumer marketplace, right? Like it's someone going on and being like, hey world, I've got a thing. Want to give me money for it? Do you trust me? Do you like, is this going to be an interaction? You understand communication. Yeah. So we, so my, I realized that the reason from that first campaign, we had 188 backers and the second campaign, we had over 3,000, um, I think if memory serves. And in between those two periods of time, I realized that those first 188 people People did not open their wallets to us because they actually wallets was one of the rewards, like because they wanted a wallet for me. <laughs> they opened their wallets to us because they were like, this is such a great story. This person design school with this idea. Um, and so 18 months later, I was even better at that, um, told a really powerful story. Um, and, and and that's the theme of your business now, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I like, you know, even the meta of this, like when we were kind of doing our thing, you're like, I want to be on the show. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. And I'm like, yeah. mainly on the fact that you were smart enough to know the value of what you're doing right this minute yep. in itself was something I wanted to reward yeah. because it's almost like you want to give back to the game yep. because I also understand it, yeah. if that makes sense. There's a, there's, a, there's a meta to this for sure, which is like at each juncture in my career, it's been like, how do you learn a thing, actually live the thing, build a tool for other people to do the thing? So like we, I launched a product in Kickstarter, uh, took it to retail, sold it all over the world. Um, and like, it was fucking painful, right? Like it was like hard and rough and not good in so many ways. We did make money with it. It was like a it was a success in the sense that um, it we shut it down intentionally. Um, that's sometimes what a success is, um, and so we did that. But in the course of that, we learned how to navigate the environment of custom manufactured packaging. Um, how hard it was to manage the supply chain for a business with physical product, and we were like, this is something we can solve for. That was th th that was four years ago now. Um, and now we'd make packaging for a lot of the big e-com brands that you would know of. And the reason why is not because like, like Lumi's cool. Um, Casper, um, FabFitFun, um, Parachute Home, um, Allbirds, MeUndies. Yeah companies like that. Um, and, and the reason why we work with them is not because our packaging is so cool. Actually, it's really that supply chain 
gets really complicated. Yeah. And and packaging you're, you're you're solving a problem. Packaging is different. The, the the plain cardboard box used to just be something that gets something from point A to point B. Now it's going to doorsteps, millions of doorsteps every single day. That means the challenges the box is like under are different than ever before. Like so the packaging world, the manufacturing world is really grappling with what those changes mean and we're like helping solve those problems. But it's it's kind of I mean, I'm me, but it's kind of profound. Like we're in a profound moment of like how, um, what packaging means to everyone because you couldn't even order something like this directly to your doorstep so relatively recently. Yes. Yeah. Kind of interesting. What, uh, you know, knowing my audience, what, how, how many years has this company been around Four. now? Four. What's your newest learnings in the last six months as a, an operator, as an executive, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. You raised capital. Yep. How, how, what's your current hot take on raising capital? Fun, terrible, the worst, the best? Current hot take on raising capital is choose a funding model that fits your goals. Um, so for me, this funding model, we're, we're in a space where like um, some of our competitors are in status quo competitors, measure their revenue in the Bs, as I say. Like It's like a big space, right? So um, in that kind of space, you can raise capital and it can be a healthy relationship with that capital. Um, in my first business, it was an arts and crafts supply that I invented like in a basic um, the largest year in that business was like low, you know, low seven figure revenue. If I'd raised capital in that business, big mistake. So fit your funding goal to um, your funding method to your goals personally AKA and your business's goals. Venture capital isn't the only route to yes, fund a business. 100%. That, but that is the current like thought process of every young entrepreneur. I'm I feel like that's total bull. Like, yeah, I don't, I think as someone who's doing it, I think that's totally not the case. You, but you agree with me that it's like crazy that every single person thinks that's the option. It is completely insane. because It, it blows it, my face off. It blows your face off. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me sad. Like people, people don't even know how to build a business. All they care about is figuring out how to raise capital. I know. From, ve from venture capital. It's um the thing is that you what I in the love, same way I apologize in the same yeah. way that everybody that in our parents generation only thought you could start a company by getting a loan from the bank. A loan from the bank. You can still get loans from banks, by the way. Um, I heard. I've very successfully gotten loans and funded businesses that way. I've done factoring POs. You can go get a big PO from a retailer, factor it, um, put six figures in your by bank the way, account. That's I mean Vayner Media. This company. Yeah. This company was started because I hustled an eighty thousand dollar deal from Gillette. Yeah to yeah. do something which allowed me to hire Marcus and Zhang and, yeah. and Sam Tagger. And we started the company out of Buddy Media's conference room so I didn't have to pay any rent yep. and then sit for six months. And then our first full year was in Sunshine Suites, a one-off precursor to WeWork where I bartered my time in helping them build that space for space. So for the first 18 months, I had no overhead on rent for my company because I literally started VaynerMedia, a $200 million revenue business with no yep. funding. Yep, it's completely possible. It's it's about, it's also money is a way of- um, Take that, Trouty. Money equates, when when used properly, it just equates to speed often. So so if you, so like sometimes venture capital can speed something up or sometimes, but it, but it is definitely like But for 97% of people, it gives them into bad behavior because any hero yes. can lose money each month. 100%. And also, also the thing is, where do you learn your business fundamentals? Um, like I think for me, we, I feel like- um, good that we learned our business fundamentals. I joke that um, someone at one point, an investor um, gave me SAS, like this is a few years ago when we were like having a low runway moment and they were like, you've got like four months runway or something. And I was like, in my last business, I had 30 days runway for four years. <laughs> 
Like, I don't care. Like, I, this is not making me nervous that I have four months revenue, four months runway. Like, it's not, if you, cash management is, is king. God, I love you. <laughs> cash management is king. It's yeah. a tremendous line. Yeah. You should put a picture of your face on Instagram with a quote around it. I'm gonna it. let you do that. <laughs> so what else do you do? Um, you mean right now at Louis? I don't know, you I'm said I'm gonna let you do that, so yeah, yeah, since yeah. I'm a boy that posts photos with quotes on Instagram, yeah, yeah, what yeah. other interesting things um, do you do? So I actually, I, I, have, a, I have a YouTube show um, I called Shipping Things, um, where we just talk all about shipping things. It is like You should so call it geeky. No Ship. <laughs> so the so thing is like, we're so geeky, like we, this stuff does not get high view count, but like it is there for the people who need it, which just like if you are starting an e-com brand or you're like, hey, like I am I am wondering if this product that I'm thinking of could go to market. We're there to like go through all the geeky details, like tell you the difference of the different types of tape you could use, how buying a box might take up more space in your fulfillment center and cost you on storage, etc. That show is why we reached out to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a story. Like couldn't, yeah. uh, couldn't couldn't love that concept more. Yeah. Trouty's in the background saying that shows the reason you re- we are even working together. Yeah, yeah. Content is the gateway drug to business. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, you're bringing value to your point. 98% of my audience right now listening isn't gonna watch that show, but for the 2% that are starting or thinking, it. they're gonna be pumped. Like, yeah, yeah. that, that's what you're pumped about. You're pumped to know like how to not pick the wrong tape. I also I'm pumped think- to figure out how you and Trouty are gonna make sure more of our wine doesn't continue to break, Trouty. Yeah, yeah. I don't like our percentages <laughs> on breakage. So We're our 2.0 version of this box better be real. That's the show I want to watch. You can watch that show. I will. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll post that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's um people, the thing that's interesting is like, you know, uh, people give me sass about being, I'm like- I love um, that you sass. Sass. Keep I going. Like, people give me sass about um, being the person who's out there like b- making boxes like into content. Like I like talk about this stuff so seriously. I'm like, do you really know the quick, types? Really quick. Yeah. Why do they give you sass? What do they say? They're just like, this is- Who I are think these that, losing players that judge who haven't actually executed in their people lives? People just jive me about like, like your cousin. I make Like is it your life. cousin Karen? <laughs> Cousins, but people in business too, like other entrepreneurs who are like working on the future of AI or something are like, how's your box company? Oh, those dick faces? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love those you know? guys. And it's like, I am like out there putting out contents about something so specific and and we're so passionate about this like group. Can you do me a favor? When AJ and I started VaynerMedia, yeah. all our friends started well-funded consumer apps. How they doing? They're all out of business. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when they were worth millions on paper and changing yeah. the world, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing more gratifying than when you're actually building a business yeah. on business fundamentals, yep. managing cash, yep. building something real. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than having the conversation when you just decide for fun to razz or sass <laughs> the fuck out of them <laughs> eight years later yeah, yeah. when they're working at some other company. Yeah. There's That's a crazy- what's gonna happen to all these eight. A- AI is gonna win, yeah, yeah. But one percent of the people that are sassing you, yeah, yeah. are gonna be the winners, which means ninety nine percent of them that are being dicks right now need to be held accountable by us. There's We're gonna a, call them in four years. I want a, their names. I, I will. <laughs> That's hilarious. But there's a, there's a hilarious stat that I think you would get kicked out of. Um, we went through White Combinator, um, and <laughs> and um, and I think it was like a fascinating life experience talking about speed of learning. And back to the school thing for a hot sec. Like when you think about ways to learn information, White Combinator is three months of your life, um, and I think that you get a jolt to the system that like some people might spend three or four or five years in school for. So I think that when you think about time, there's something interesting there. But the stat that I think you get kicked out of is that out of 1,200 active YC companies, less than 100 
100 have 50 employees or more, that would put Lumi in that less than 100 bucket. But does that like, not that employee count is a measure of success, but it does kind of speak to scale. And it's kind of fascinating. There's so many companies live um, from that program and so few um, scaling. Um, and, you know. Yeah, look, listen, what caught you, and you remember our first kind of like, why we're sitting here. When yeah. we were on that FaceTime or what have you, yeah. like that was the first time in a very long time that I was like, I want to invest in this company because that woman yeah. knows what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> we, tr- we strive for that. Yeah. No, yeah. honestly, like, yeah. like you, like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like mm-hmm. anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, let's get one phone number in for sure. Okay, uh, cool. Facebook, Instagram, put your phone numbers in. Yeah. Uh, and let's definitely, uh, let's definitely get a question in. I, I'm unbelievably impressed with the utter practicality and operations DNA that you possess in now my second conversation with you. Yeah. I mean it. I'm completely blindly a buyer <laughs> of your ability to build businesses. I, blindly. I appreciate that. And I, I say that never. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think a decade of just doing it is, uh, you know, kind of helps. <laughs> right. Because it's better to do it than go to class for it. Exactly. <laughs> Right? Oh, Are you dialing, Darren? Or did they not teach that in Babson? Oh my God! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't dial, by the way. Looks sass. like you missed that class this that is, day, bro. This is what I call sass. <laughs> That's what sass is, right? Yeah. <laughs> I call it Raz, actually, which yeah, is amazing. Raz. I like Same Raz. Shit. I could recycle that. Yeah, can you start using Raz a little bit? Let's let's fill <laughs> that brain. Start using Raz and crediting back. I remember once I registered Raddool.com because I was no. going to make Rad plus cool Raddool no. a cultural world and then flip the URL. This is a real thing I once worked on for an hour. <laughs> Remember? It was in Vermont. Yeah. I still believe that I can make a word go completely mainstream and will try to do it at one point in my life. Like just completely left field, register the URL, get all the handles and make it the new lit. I completely believe in that. I completely believe in like <laughs> word creation basically. Um, like somebody made up lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone made up a lot of things. <laughs> you got it, bro. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Hello? Walter, it's Gary Vaynerchuk and you're in the Ask Gary V Show. Yo, I'm gonna literally shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing way to start this. Just say hello. Please hello. say hello to, please to Jess. Please don't do that. We can't see you, but please don't do that. How are you? Walter, I prefer you do do that. <laughs> I mean, bro, if it's gonna bring you a lot better content, you know, <laughs> no, um, Thanks yeah. for calling, bro. Where are you from? What are you about? Uh, so I'm from Little Rhode Island. Yep. Um, I'm 27. Yep. Um, I'm a product of the college dropout life because I truly found my passion. Yep. Um, and so I started to create a whole bunch of clothing. And so I kind of took a little bit of a turn because it was becoming more of like a money thing as opposed to, you know, it's like the overall growth and passion of, you know, so what I love to do. And so, and so I started to look at everything from the numbers side, as opposed to, you know, like in the better interest of the actual brand. Yep. And so now I'm just trying to essentially start over with my brand. Yep. Um, and so, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I have for you guys, um, you know, would be how do you start over? Mm. Easily. Early you know? and often. <laughs> yeah, easily, bro. What do you, yeah. you know, uh, by recognizing it's the easiest thing in the world if yep. you're able to not take other people's judgment and if you're willing to be humble and patient. 
hundred percent. I, I, I shut down one company that I ran for four and a half years and I, and I felt like it was, it felt internally, like it might be this really dramatic thing. And then you realize that the world is so like busy and agnostic to what you're up to. No one cares. So, but, but it's actually good news. It's liberating. It's It's just like, go forward, just Just figure it out. Listen, I, with all my followers, uh, (laughs) Nobody gives a fuck. Right, 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 right. It's like, it's so liberating when you really kind of wake up to that. That like, you... I'm sorry, Yeah, yeah. No, no, like, you when you wake up to the fact that no one really cares that much about what you've been doing, it's like, it's not, it's kind of like, oh, like, slight bummer. And then you're like, wait a sec, I can do whatever I want. Nobody cared about your big fucking pimple in the middle of your head in eighth grade, but you thought they did. But they had their own fucking problems. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody... Success or notoriety or, like, pressure is predicated on how long somebody will give a fuck. Mm -hmm. When Prince dies, we give a fuck. For a day? Yeah. Right. Where's all my homies now about my man Nipsey? We'll give them love that week. But like, people move on with their lives. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. And those are special people, Nipsey, Prince. Like, special, 1% of 1%. Mm -hmm. Like, for the rest of us, what do you think? And like, no matter how much your ambitions are to be special, like me, like, what you equally realize is nobody gives a fuck. How do you start over? Easily. Nobody gives a fuck. What are your alternatives? Yeah. What else are you gonna fucking do, bro? Yeah, yeah. You just tomorrow's a new day and, and you and the the stress is internal for you. Uh, it's less about so the world is like ready for your next idea, you know? And and are you asking like theoretical, like the way we took it, or are you asking like physical, like register now? Like what do you like yeah. I assume it's it's mental and macro, right? It's a hundred percent macro. Um, Love so it. like just for a little bit more context, guys. Um, so I grew the company literally straight from college, and I took it to six figures yep. in a little bit over six months. Go ahead. And that was strictly from that was like strictly from Instagram because of course you know so I actually was using that back in 2013 when it started to really take off. Yep. But it wasn't actually positioned for brands at that point. Yep. And so I leveraged that. Um, and and to be completely transparent with you guys, like it got caught up in crazy to me because I've used, you know, it's like 10K followers as a shit ton, yeah. right? And it just completely threw my mindset out of whack. You got high on your you own know? supply. Yeah, yeah. So you have to realize, exactly. yeah, yeah, bro, the, I get it. Yeah, it's tough. The other thing is like, what got you here won't get you there kind of thinking, where it's just like, whatever you did on that last business that worked, like probably won't work again in the same way. So just unhook from that and think about what you want to do next. Bro, this happens all the time. Using data points from here, like, I have so much empathy. I'm so pumped that you're so self-aware though. You're 27 and you understand that that's what happened. Bro, you know how many people get into Y Combinator, which is in Silicon Valley, where like fucking Harvard, Stanford, all of that in startup land and think they've made it? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure you had classmates in your class. They thought they made it when they got into YC. They haven't even started. You know how many people celebrate fundraising? Hey, we raised three million bucks. Party, boats, cool, like. What yeah. the, dude, I get it, dude. And like 10K in 2013 was like, because I was there, yeah. 10K in 2013 was like having 3 million right now. Yeah. Dude, when I had 4,000 followers on Twitter in 2007 and went to South by Southwest, you would have fucking thought I was Drake. <laughs> Yeah, but everything has a moment. So, That's exactly so, so right. the point is everything has a moment and, and you see entrepreneurs sometimes right, try to recreate an old moment oh, and it gets so w- super awkward and weird. So just like think about that. Like think about how you can't recreate that old moment uh, where you were. Yeah, and- dude, don't go back to high school as a college kid to pick up high school chicks, okay? Yeah. Walter? Just also no, don't do that. I thought, I thought. <laughs> Got it. Walter, honestly, very seriously, bro, this is a piece of cake. Nobody gives a fuck. 
and you shouldn't give a fuck about their opinions and you should practice that. Yep. And it's liberating. It's like good news. And for listening, please, please, please go follow Devoted Lifestyle on Instagram. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for you your time. Seriously. Yeah, you, you too. Got it. Well, you take too. care. No, it's such. It's so right. Like we yeah. are so obviously. I like you because we're from the same school. I can see yeah. from all yeah. the things you're saying. It's like yeah. verbatim shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, you, it, you you internalize this stuff because it's important to you. Like if you spent the last four years working on something day in, day out, it's like to kill it or something feels impa- impactful. People like, feel people feel like, but then I would have wasted all my time. No, you wouldn't. No. Sitting on something that's already dead is wasting your time forward. Yes, completely. And, and whatever period of time, measure each period of time by how much you learned in that period of time. If you learn something, take that learning and move on. But, but the learning is what you got and from macro, it. macro, the yeah. learning, like a learning like could be like, you learned that it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, forget about like the literal, mm-hmm. like, I learned how to yeah, do taxes yeah. that year. That was the year sure. I learned how to do storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Another learning is you were just a fucking knucklehead from 22 to 25, and it was just fucking fun. Yeah, you had fun. Or maybe you learned that you like, like, what you like. Like, oh, I like running business. Or, oh, I, oh, I don't. Like, you, just all that learning is pretty pivotal. Or you've learned that the friends that you like having fun with are not going to be the friends that you're going to build the next thing with. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they want to have fun for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. All of that's super valid. But whatever you take away from that experience, like that's what you got to move forward into the next one. Um, Do you love losing micro losses? I I just feel like I, 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 I'm a, I don't want to go full blown and say I'm a masochist, but I think that like when I find the pain in the day or like the pain in the month or the pain in the year of like, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> like I, I found it, mean, you know, like I, the, because you know you, it's coming. Do you think that, so I'm on board with that. Now I'm going to ask you a real 301 version of this question. Okay. Do you think you even subconsciously create it? Um, I think I seek out situations that, that make, that make the pain happen. <laughs> So I think I seek out the situations where I know I'm not quite ready um, and I know that um, the organization isn't quite ready or um, or I change something really fast. And I know it's like a hard left turn and you're going to get like your, you know, your neck yanked on it. Um, And so, yeah. But you genuinely believe it's right. Yeah. Like I love when my executives like we can't do that. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm in charge and I think it's right. Well, I genuinely- Like I understand what's gonna be wrong about it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. understand everyone's gonna cry. I know Slack's gonna blow up at Vayner and be like, "Our this fucking guy. Yeah, I yeah. know what's gonna happen, but it's my job. Yes, it is your job actually. It's my fucking so job. So it is actually your job. So I don't know if people get that about the, that that role that you're in is like, that's actually your job. And people don't wanna work at your company if you aren't um, able to make those choices, but it's part of the job and it means the job is painful. The difference between a great CEO and not one is one knows that they're a parent and one thinks they're a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your job. It's your job. It's your fucking job. It's, it's, it's completely integral to the role. So I think that I know that the pain um, is like, you know, gonna be created, but it's, but it does, I also think that the thing I know is life is short, right? Like you, when you think about life. And long. It's, it's so short in life and long in, in, in the sense that like, if I think to myself, oh, I could do this thing now or I could do it in a year. Like, I actually think what you're saying, which is a lot of fun for me as well, is like you don't want to regret. What yeah. entrepreneurs have, and you are absolutely a purebred entrepreneur in my opinion, which is probably the most biggest compliment I could give you. <laughs> We're too scared to regret not dying on our own sword. Yeah. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen for me is that I um, is that what I'm up to gets boring um, for me, or that that we didn't take enough risks to find out where the edges really were of like or you took, the business model. You took the advice of a non-entrepreneur. Well, that's the absolute worst thing. 
I know it is. The absolute worst thing for an entrepreneur, and I'm watching some kind of purish bred entrepreneurs <sighs> over finance, yeah. take advice from somebody that they admire, yeah. and then lose, and they know in their soul mm. they lost with somebody else's opinion or uh. strategy. That would literally break my fucking soul. But that's but that's you know the second that you're the second that you're following someone's advice, so you know that you can at one point say like, well, so and so said to do blah blah, is Correct. actually the moment that you just Correct. fucked your company. Correct. <laughs> the, the moment you realize that you are 100% accountable for everything, like I genuinely believe, yeah. and for real, yeah, that yeah. absolutely everything in this company is my fault. Yep, yep. But it's and so it's, that's that's where the pain lies, but that's also where the liberation lies. 100%. <laughs> because it's painful. But then and it's like and sometimes it's like actually like feels painful but then at the same time when you realize that then there's like a calm that's like oh but that means it's my job to make these choices and so xyz yeah you're amazing we're going to instagram uh tv uh, well instagram live excuse me to unbox this empathywines.com give your give the website give your show yep. let's do some right hooks here and then we'll All right. phase off you can find us at lumi.com l-u-m-i l-u-m-i.com uh, we have a podcast called well made where we interview a lot of entrepreneurs who do direct to consumer I have um, been on. And then I have a show on YouTube um, at Lumi HQ called Shipping Things. Or soon to be rebranded to No <laughs> Ship. Okay, sorry. You keep asking questions. Will keep answering it. What? 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 Where do you put? Like, I, so listen. I actually think you can bring a lot of value as a CEO and entrepreneur mm-hmm. to my audience because mm-hmm. I I am picking up what you're putting down, mm-hmm. which is very rare for me. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about is where's where are you doing what we just did if anywhere LinkedIn you're, is, anywhere yet or are you kind of not doing that part yet? Not officially as part okay. of my brand. I just bring candor to like wherever I'm at at that yeah, moment. Okay. <laughs> but so it's I, funny so that I you do quite candor. a bit of things. It really is fucking candor. Yeah, it's just kind of like I don't know how to be another. Some a joke that I say when I when I'm really honest with someone, they're kind of taking it back. Is that I just I have got one mode and they're experiencing it, and it's just this. <laughs> No, it's so, it's so funny. People ask me a lot of different things about where you're going with this. And I'm like, I'm just not capable of not being myself. Yeah. I'm just not, I don't have it. I don't have another mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird thing to try to explain where someone's like, but why are you like that? And you're like, ah, this is the way that it is. I don't know. Why do you have great hair, John? Like, I, just, like, yeah, I love yeah, when people are like, why are you like that? I, yeah. I you know. Yeah. So I don't have Why a, are you a boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Like, Trouty, why yeah. are you a boy? Like, that, so like, like when people ask things about personalities, it's like laughable. Mm-hmm. It's so integral to to just your DNA. <laughs> I also, I don't know, I feel like you use this as well. Like I feel that humor is a very underutilized like skill set in business. Like I love being with someone and just sharing real information, but making it kind of like funny and in in that way. It's, it's I cannot believe you just said that. Literally yesterday, somebody that works at Boehner said to me, why don't you do more humor on your content? You're so funny, but yeah. none of your content really shows that. And the only time you even remote, only your vlog shows it when, but even the editors are, why are they not editing more of that in? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. D-Rock, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like a, I think it's an underutilized skill set because humor is a way of also like. Taking um, tension out of the yeah, system. Yeah, taking tension out. I use it to deliver frank information faster as opposed to skirting around issues. Correct. It's just a great tool. It's funny. I just realized something. It's one of the reasons my Raz, like a lot of times I, one thing I've learned, actually I've learned it at Empathy, and to John and Nate's credit, as my partners, as my younger brothers, because I've been with them for a decade, it's funny, I use humor for that. Yeah. The bad version, historically for me, yeah. was razzing uh-huh. to get some of my own resentment or difficult out, yeah. and fine, because 
people would like that better than just being completely called down and being like, you fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, But if you do it too much, the the 37 little razzes versus one radical conversation is Build worse. Up. And I genuinely, genuinely learned that. Genuinely, during, ironically, it's very meta, during yeah. Empathy Wines, this yeah, venture, this project. Nate yeah. and John did a very good job communicating to me of like, hey, because razzing is how I want to say it. It goes into con- being condescending yeah, yeah, and yeah. other places. When you know somebody super well, they can take it with love. And I won't razz, like I won't razz, like it's funny. You can always tell how our relationship's building on how yeah. much I'm, as we're, Sinan literally today can walk out of here realizing we're closer than ever because of the way I'm razzing him on Babson. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that to John yet, mm-hmm. but I feel it's emerging. I yeah. gave him a compliment on here, but I razzed him. It's gonna that, go from compliment to something else. But it's funny, <laughs> it's funny. It actually, like if you're watching at home, it's like, oh, he likes John, he doesn't like that Sinan. It's actually the reverse. I actually like Sinan better than John. No, no, it's yeah. actually true. So I'm curious about your opinion on something. It's interesting. I'm curious about your opinion. More than me, bro, it's about to go. I'm like, I feel I'm gonna like have to shave it soon. It's gonna be amazing. In in So there's like something that I feel is also interesting. Like as a, we joked about this when I was coming in here, like I'm five feet tall. Someone said I looked younger than I looked yes, online. Yes, man, guys, you should have yeah, yeah. seen it. He was like, you look super younger than you look completely online. Missed and I was like, I, I think it was a compliment, but it was super <laughs> it was not. Weird. It was fucked up. I was like, damn, I gotta so, talk to him about that. So like apparently <laughs> when you meet me in person, no matter how you're seeing me now, I look like a teenager and I'm five feet tall. Um even though I am 31. So the thing is in business, that's not always like the bestest, you know, um, like for, for well, it's like not getting. It's the bestest when you're at the mercy of the old establishment. Right. It's the bestest when you're not. Right, so humor though is actually my way of like disarming people with that sure. too, where like someone is like, whoa, whoa, like this five foot tall like girl person is being like real serious with me about business right now, but she's making it funny. Like I don't know how to feel like, I don't, you know, it's like a, you kind of can disarm someone's, um, like preconceived, normal. yeah, what their, what their normal is. I think you know, it's funny, yesterday I was in a meeting with a lot of leaders in a department and the way I disarm people is actually by proving to them, even though I'm a CEO of 900 people, that I actually know what the hell's going on. Yeah. There's nothing more fun to me than going to a meeting where it's a group of senior people who don't interact with me every day and they, first of all, especially because of the Gary Vee thing, they're not even sure if I even run this company. Yeah. And then when I roll in and I'm just talking and I slip in something <laughs> that like, there's no way outside of being in that little crew that yeah. you would know that and I say it, it blows their faces off. It blows their faces off. No, really, it's a really like, I love that. I, I, I agree with disarming or rechanging yeah. the tune in a room. Yeah. And I do use humor to your yeah. point. And one of the other things I love just to bring value of something that somebody may want to do, you will change a room very quickly when you're the most senior person in a company, mm-hmm. when you prove to them that you're not confused. No yes. different than when your parents when you thought you were doing something they and had they no knew. idea about, yeah. that they make a joke about it. They're this like, is when you're older, like late high school, like, college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, like Stan. And you're like, fuck, how'd you know I've been hooking up with Stan? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that kind of shit. Like, I, that's a yeah. very good move for executives because what it does is, A, they feel great that you actually know what the hell's going on. Yep. B, they're like, oh fuck, I might not be able to trick this person as much as, I. like there's a lot of value going on. The same yep. way with humor, it's like, okay, yep. there's a, there's a whether it's self-deprecation or humility, there's all these different little things going on in a room. Yep. It's about finding your style though. Like you, you, you know, people, people often ask me like whether, they, like I, I'm a very jokey person. Like I use physical comedy a lot. Like some people will like, like trip your eat, people? No, no, no. Like, like I'm going to trip Sinan when he walks no, by. No, like, no, no. That. no, like with myself. Like imagine remember, someone. Hold on. Remember tripping? Yes. I haven't thought I about mean, tripping and like, remember people tripped each other in like fourth grade? I love that. Yeah. But it's John, like, right? Like, yeah. No, it's funny. Like, 
Tripping people used to trip. Yeah, yeah you don't. You, I mean, that tripping, makes a lot pantsing, of sense. Like, there's a lot of weird. Wait, let's talk about pantsing. pantsing. Who in this room, by show of hands, knows what pantsing is? I mean, who doesn't? Well, who? Sadam was a turkey. <laughs> so, so for anybody at home that doesn't, how old are you? Oh, I love that. No, he does. Oh, okay, Which is okay, okay, why okay. I asked him. Is I'm pumped that pantsing continues. Yeah, yeah. Because in this environment, I'm not sure. Like, there were girls in my high school that got pantsed in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. Like on some really politically incorrect shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we pantsing was like alive and well for all of my middle school and high school. Or like, and then um, book. Like, what did people call when you do the books? You just like slap the books out of someone's hands like an asshole. <laughs> I, we didn't have a, we didn't have a, okay. <laughs> but well, I go, didn't do that. I'm let me just set the stage like as well. the old dog in the room. When I was in high school, oh, the only booked. thing guys could wear were boxers, like hardcore boxers, like no other underwear was acceptable. Oh, no, not tidy whities not like whatever whatever boxers. boxer briefs. Thank you. Only thing acceptable was baggy boxers. The amount of my friends, thank God this never happened to me. The amount of my friends that got pantsed in the hallway. Yeah. And both shorts and boxers went because of the nature. Like, I feel like modern day pantsing because of briefs and like other things was everybody who got pantsed got naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, you see their underwear. That's, that's so naked. Good. Oh my gosh. But so, like, so, I feel like female pantsing didn't happen that way. You would see the underwear. Yeah, Whereas but unfortunately, with dudes in 94 like, and stuff. was penises and balls. <laughs> naked. Was, <laughs> that's what's going, that's what high school, I love these kids are like, there's so much bullying and tension. I'm like, there was fucking pantsing in 94. There was pantsing. Yes, but this is so, so, <laughs> For a second, back to physical comedy, like someone will like walk into my office and then be like, you know, I'm CEO, so like they'll like have like some big news that's yeah. like not great. Like yeah. they walk in, they're like blah blah blah, and then like I'll like be on the going phone. Going out of business. I shouldn't stand up because I'm on the thing, but they're like I'll be on the phone and I'll be like, uh, and like fall down, like as though the news killed me. Like and so then just good. get up and be like, it's fine. You're like, such a good leader. Yeah. No, really, I'm really made, proud of you. That's it really calms people. Our job. <laughs> me falling down dead, strangely, is calming to my team. The, num <laughs> the number one thing, the number one thing that I believe I do for a living as yeah. the CEO of this company is eliminate fear of my employees. Mm -hmm. It is the number one thing I do. Everyone's more, everyone's more productive when they're not fearful. Correct. Yes. Which when is, you're not thinking, you're so doing. He's so secretly, he's also making you all super productive. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But in the best way, this is yeah. actually my macro, healthy. this is my macro thought of being a businessman. Yeah. My goal, one of my absolute top goals is to redefine what a successful business person looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Why can't you be kind? Yeah. Why can't you be empathetic? Yeah. Why can't you be such a good leader that you spend all your time like like I, I love how like and, and, and I know you, I I already know that you know what you were saying, but some people are like, oh, he uses eliminating fear to trick them to work harder. I'm like, are you a fucking no, idiot? No, it's not a trick. It's authentic. It just is like a <laughs> what real. What are you talking about? But people yeah. do that. They're like yeah, looking yeah. for the angle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People looking for the angle, dick. No, don't. Yeah, I meant it. I meant it authentically. Like it's basically the funny thing. It's like um, it reminds me just like weird segue. No, no, okay, no. Just it reminds sure. me of sustainability and packaging, like in a weird segue where like basically yes. the when when we design a supply chain efficiently, it's also greener. Like there's no macro trick 100%. to it. People are like, how are you going to make it greener? It's like, we're going to truck it less miles. We're going to do basic stuff. It's the same way that like, it's the same thinking, which is there's no trick People to it. People are so lost. Yeah. Yeah. Get louder. Yeah. Do me a favor. Yeah. If you can do anything for me. Yeah. Get louder. Okay. You have absolutely the right framework <laughs> yeah. for what is needed in the business world. Yeah. Get louder. Your practicality is yeah. like your mix of black and white and gray. Mm-hmm. 
of like teeth and heart mm -hmm. is exactly the framework of what I believe needs to be the pedestal yeah. of executives and entrepreneurs in the world. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's our show.